Hi everyone, Jordan here. Welcome to More Like Christ. So it's Halloween, uh, the decorations are up, costumes are bought, kids are looking forward to knocking on houses, asking for sweets. Um, but how should we as Christians approach Halloween? I've made this short video with some of my thoughts on this question in particular. So if you're watching this video as someone who doesn't go to church or didn't grow up in church, it might surprise you to hear that there is this controversy. Um, there is this contentious issue with Halloween in Christian circles. Um, it's not something that's clear cut. And um, there are many things like this, which do come down to a personal conviction. Um, and it, it probably comes down to how it affects you as a person and those who are influenced by you. Uh, and you are going to have people who are influenced by you, whether that's family or friends or whatever. But let me just put it out there. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to condemn anyone here. Um, it does come down to a personal conviction. But that said, I'm going to give you my thoughts on Halloween today. Now, I'm not going to go into this too much. Um, and you can go away and research this yourself. But uh, the oranges of Halloween, uh, the, the scary stuff that we see at Halloween, um, you can go and look at how that stems from old pagan festivals and um, mixed with a little bit of old um, Catholic. Uh, you might have heard the, of the day of um, All Saints, um, All Hallows, and so the All Hallows Eve became Halloween. Um, yeah, as I said, I'm not going to go into that too much. Um, but yeah, pagan origins of Halloween. And I can hear many of you saying, yes, okay, pagan origins, but um, Christmas also has a pagan origin. Uh, and I, I see your point. I see your point. Um, it's different. But so your main point is that we are not celebrating a pagan festival today. We Christmas is a turned into a Christian festival and me participating in Halloween today is not what it used to be in terms of paganism and um, my argument actually is this is a very cultural perspective and it's we are affected by culture it's all around us um, not long ago I don't think you have to go too far back decades even um, you may have told someone that um, you favor the devil or you worship the devil and this would have been met with almost universal condemnation however today we we see everywhere we see you know devil worship and devil glorification everywhere yeah you think of uh, sam smith at the grammys i think it was and the outfit that he had on just parading around in this devil costume uh it, it's everywhere and Halloween is very famous, obviously, for its costumes, um, the devils, the ghosts, the witches, uh, and the rest. And like it or not, when we go out, um, we make ourselves look good. And, you know, that's just human nature. You know, we go out on a night out, we go out, see our friends. We put on makeup if we're a woman or a man, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> that happens more often now, I suppose. Um, but we go out and we want to make ourselves look good so that people see us. They think, oh, that person looks good. So when we're out dressed as devils, witches, ghosts, spirits, whatever, and we're also making ourselves look good, we are making those 
evil things attractive. And so when you hear of Christians say that Halloween is a glorification of all things evil, this, this is what they mean, really, that we're making evil out to look attractive. Um, the Bible talks a lot about light and dark, this concept of light versus dark and uh, the symbolism, what it represents, darkness representing evil and um, blindness, spiritual blindness, that is, um, in terms of you know how we were before we were rescued. Um, and also things done in secret, things that we might be ashamed of. That's kind of how the darkness metaphor is used in the Bible. And then we have that contrasted against light, which is um, goodness and life and renewal and everything that glorifies god um so uh you know you can find this this metaphor and this contrast of light and darkness all over the bible uh let's have a look at a couple of passages together so let's get that up on the screen for you there we go okay so we're starting in ephesians 5 from verse 7 therefore do not become partners with them meaning people of the world, people of darkness. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Is that as far as I was going to go? I think it was. So uh, I want to look at the next one here, uh, and this is from Romans 13, uh, verse 12. The night is far gone, the day is at hand, so then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armour of light. Moving on again to uh, 1 John this time, verse uh, chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Again, just um, contrasting the way that we live uh, as Christians in the light against how we used to in the darkness. Back to Ephesians to chapter 6, verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness. Cosmic powers being the, the spiritual bodies. Um, present darkness meaning the world that we live in. Against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. That's the spiritual realm. So... Loads there, light and darkness, warnings against living in the darkness, and actually but living in the light being a symbol of who we are as Christians. We are identified by walking in the light. Now, John, in his gospel, light is a big theme which he uses quite often. Um, and we're going to go and have a look a couple of places in John. Um, Firstly is John 3, 20 to 21. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. So this is a comparison between the things that we used to do, the things that shame us, and the things that we do now as Christians, things which are good and come from God. 
Next, we have John 8, verse 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So Jesus is saying that those who follow him will not be in darkness, but will have the light of life. And this is a metaphor that Jesus uses over and over again. Um, this I am the light of the world, probably one of Jesus's most famous sayings. We move on again to John 12, verse 46. I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in the darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, Oh, yeah, we'll stop at verse 46, I think. So there's a load of there's a load of passages there for you. Sorry, I rattled through those really quickly. Uh, you can go back and I, I tried to um, put the references in there. You can go away and study the context of those verses. But um, so I have a question for you. Um, what does first of all, what does Halloween look like to those outside of the church? So that's question one. Uh, and I'm going to address that second, actually. So um, the first thing I'm going to look at is, does Halloween and the partition, participation in Halloween, does that glorify God for your actions? Does that look like light to you? Is that walking in the light or is that walking in the darkness? Does Halloween come into the category of light or dark? How can it be perceived? Um, and we have biblical teaching about this too. Uh, I'm not going to put it up, I'm not going to look at it, but um, if you go away and read 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 8, the Apostle Paul talks about food sacrificed to idols, um, and he says that the food in and of itself is not unclean, and we can eat it, uh, you know, and if we're ignorant of the fact that it was sacrificed to idols, and if it's being sold in the market and we buy it, it's, it's not as if it contaminates us by the way that we eat it. But he does say that if you know it's been sacrificed to idols, then don't eat it. That's what he says first. Don't eat it if you know it's been sacrificed to idols. Um, or if some, if you are, and the context of this chapter in Corinthians is if you're going to a temple, a pagan temple, and you're eating a meal um, with friends who are perhaps worshippers of that pagan deity, um, so you're going to their house, there's a good chance that that meat may have been sacrificed to idols. You don't know one way or the other. But if someone was to see you doing that, and if they were to catch on to the fact that you're, you're probably eating food sacrificed to idols, regardless of whether you know and whether it's making you unclean or whether it's sinful or not, are they going to misunderstand why you're eating it? And his message is to be careful not to lead those astray who might misunderstand those things. And he's speaking specifically about young Christians, people who are new and perhaps don't have the same level of discernment as you. So I want to apply that to a to a Halloween context. So if you've got a Christian who's young, newly converted, perhaps a little impressionable, does you go into a Halloween party? or participating in Halloween at all, even if you've carefully considered and you and your personal convictions are fine and you say, you know, I don't think this is sinful for me. I know that I am walking in the light. I know that what I'm doing is okay. 
Um, regardless, if someone saw you doing that, would that build that young Christian up or would it potentially lead them down the wrong path? And I think that this is the teaching in Corinthians and this is the, the way that we have to apply this to ourselves. Um, and the warnings are stark. The warnings are stark about this. Um, in Mark 9, um, Jesus says, whoever causes one of these little ones, meaning a young Christian, someone who's impressionable, to, who believe in me, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And this is metaphorical, of course, um, but the consequences you will face for leading someone who's impressionable and influenced by you into sin, even accidentally. So, you know, that's, a, that's quite a stark warning from Jesus there. So we have two things here then. We have living in the light, number one, and being careful not to lead others into sin and astray. For me, I can't see Halloween allowing me to do either of these things. Um, firstly, I can't see how God can be glorified for me participating in Halloween. I just don't, I can't find a scenario in my mind where I think that dressing up or um, endorsing dressing up of in these devil costumes, witch costumes, um, spirit costumes, I, I don't see how that brings glory to God, first of all. <laughs> uh, you might, and that's, that, that's okay. Uh, you might be able to square that away in your mind, but personally I can't. Um, and then I think if, if I think of someone who um, uses me as a model, as it looks up to me potentially, um, there can't be many, but there might be a few. Um, if they knew or, or saw me dressing up in Halloween costume, going to a party and participating in Halloween, would that have a good influence on them or a bad one? Could it potentially lead them down a path where they could fall into sin? And I think the answer to that question is yes. And so my responsibility is, is to not let that happen. Um, and I think, you know, just with those two things, if I consider those two things, I, I just don't think it's wise. I don't think it's wise for us as Christians to be participating Okay, so I saw um, a really nice clip the other day. A friend of mine shared that with me, um, a guy called Tim Conway. Um, one of the big arguments against this potentially is, well, you know, we could get down that route and we could, you know, skirt along the edge and there are some simple things happening potentially, but if I'm here, then I'm not engaging in that. But this message that was uh, communicated was, you know, if our attitude is how close can I get to sin without actually sinning, that's that's not a good attitude to have. Actually, our attitude should be how can I flee from sin? How can I be as far away from sin as possible? And how can I glorify God in everything I do? How can I glorify God in all aspects of my life? You know, we were we were bought at a price by God. Our lives are not our own. Our soul's objective is to glorify God. Um, and I just don't see how Halloween can do that. 
And this, as I've said, is a matter of personal conviction, personal beliefs. I understand that. I get that. Um, and I've given you mine. <laughs> if your views differ to mine, that's okay. Um, we're not going to agree on everything always. Uh, but I would ask you to consider my arguments um, prayerfully. And if you have a response, feel free to give that to me. And I promise that I will do the same for you. I will consider your um, arguments against mine prayerfully. Um, perhaps you could find something this Halloween that uh, is going on, which is going to shed a little bit of light on the world. Um, I know our church has a light party for kids, gives them an alternative, something to do where their friends might be going out trick-or-treating. Um, they can go and have a silent disco or whatever and, um, you know, have fun and glorify God in that way. Um, make an occasion of Halloween, spend it doing something hospitable, have people over or do something charitable, go and um, go out and, and help people who <laughs> might be going out getting smashed. You know, uh, the street pastors street, um, spring to mind. And I know you can't just join street pastors, but um, if you're going out helping people at that time, maybe that's a better thing to be doing at Halloween. Um, so yeah, find something hospitable or charitable to do. So let me know your thoughts, your comments, um, comment on this video, like and subscribe. That would be uh, that would be really helpful. Uh, ring the bell so that you're notified of any uh, new videos I post. I hope this has been useful to you. Um, share with anyone who you think it might be useful for. Um, it could benefit them. But until next time, go well and let's all aim to be a little bit more like Christ. <laughs>